Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on March 27th, 2022. I didn't even realize today was March 27th. Not like it's significant to me, but just that it's so late into March. I am not keeping track of time. Everything feels like one endless loop, etc. So that's where I'm at today. Honestly, I just wanted to give you updates uh, because I feel like that I owe that to you. But I really don't have much to talk about this week. Could it be the first 10-minute episode? Probably not because then I just end up talking. But uh, so I, with the job stuff, I resigned on Monday from my current position and I gave them two weeks. So my last day is this coming Friday, the 1st, April 1st. And, you know, I was really pleasantly surprised that everybody was very supportive. Nobody made me feel any sort of way. They were just sad to see me go, uh, but, you know, understood and wanted to understand. And granted, you know, you don't really ever have to give anybody a reason of why you are leaving an establishment. But I felt like, you know, I needed to explain myself a little bit because I'm not leaving for the usual reasons. It's not like I'm leaving because I didn't get growth or this and the other. I could have, I think I could have grown my position however I wanted. But I think that it just wasn't the right fit for me anymore. And I just, I need a change and a lot of, you know, other nuances. So I, I had a lot of conversations and I had a lot of conversations about how to transition me out of the role well, I mean, I'm leaving regardless, so whatever, but uh, somebody needs to be taking over for me because then it's just going to, the ship is going to stop moving. You know, I don't think that's a phrase, but that's what I'm saying. The train is going to stop moving. Whatever, whatever vehicle you would like to insert there is going to stop moving. And that's, you know, that's the part that's been the problem this week. Uh, I've given them my opinions and how I think they should hire and etc. But uh, nobody's been sitting with me. So I, I don't know what's going to happen after Friday. But, you know, after a certain point, you just have to wash your hands of the whole situation and um, move on for your own life. And so it's interesting. Gabby Bernstein's, you know, Miracle Membership sends out these weekly emails about kind of intentions for the week and meditations and lessons. And today, this week is I make decisions easily. And, you know, I read that and I was like, well, this isn't really one that I struggle with. I make decisions pretty easily. But that's not always true. I mean, it took me a while to decide to leave this job. Like it wasn't just I'm not ever a person who is um, rash with decisions. I I really like to think things through and think about possible scenarios always. But uh, I don't think that at the end of the day, I have too many issues with making decisions. I I think that I, it's not like I listen as you know now more and more. I'm trying to listen to my gut, quote unquote. But uh, you know, I just kind of I'm a pretty logical person, so I don't think I always have the toughest time with indecision. But you know, I think a lot of people suffer from indecision. So I thought that that was interesting. I don't know if it's totally applicable to me, but you know, I haven't been really. 
I haven't been um doing the work. I'm not, I haven't been doing the work. I haven't been doing anything. I stopped my yoga. I've been done yoga forever. Stopped doing. I mean, we haven't even gotten the meditation off the you know table. That's still something on, on the back burner. And I haven't even been like reading these emails that Gabby sends and doing the practices this you know during the week because I again I'm still in survival mode and I'm hoping that this next week I get a little relaxation free time in that you know I hope that they're starting to like offload my work stuff so I can go say bye to the people that I need to say bye to and all this stuff so I can really take in like I really need this week to take in the fact that I'm leaving this job that I've had for almost four years, you know, and I need that time to kind of have closure and close the chapter. And I know that about myself, because I don't want it to be a whirlwind. And then I don't get to like, say to myself, okay, this is the last time I'm at my cubicle. This is, you know, I mean, I do those things in my head. And I need it. Um, So I'm, I'm gonna fork it out for myself fork it out, carve it out, fork it out. I'm going to carve that time out for myself. And so be it, you know, like, what are they going to do? Uh, fire me? <laughs> fire me now. So I'm trying to like, think about that. Because you know, I'm not a I'm not leaving this place at, with bitterness. I'm not leaving it saying like, I hated everybody. I can't wait to leave. It's not that situation, I don't take it for granted that I, you know, I worked with really, really great people. So for me, I just want to give it its due of, yeah, this is, I'm saying, like, this is the end of a chapter of my life. So I need to be able to say goodbye. I need to like grieve it a little, for lack of a better word, or maybe that's exactly the right word. So these are the things that are going on in my head. And a lot of things are on the back burner. Um, just, you know, other health wise, like, you know, yoga, meditating, things like that. But those always for me are the first to go. That's the truth. And I did book myself a little spa vacation that the first week that I have off. So I do have some time off between gigs. So I'm very excited about that. So um, yeah, I'm going on a little solo spa vacation. And I've never done that. But you know, now is the time I feel like I need to do that. And it wasn't that wasn't an easy decision. But the thing is, is once I decided I just kept moving forward, and I didn't stop because I could talk myself out of it. Because this will be kind of the really the first thing that I'm doing in COVID where I'm going away and, you know, being around people and being maskless, like I'm at a spa and I'm going to get massages, I'm probably not going to wear a mask, you know, or maybe I will, I don't know how I'm going to feel. But um, yeah, I'm just feeling like, I don't know, like I need to do it, but I'm also really nervous. And I was talking to a friend of mine and a couple of friends, actually, because I my guys also want to take me out to dinner and I I was going to do it outdoors because that's the only way that I've been doing things. And it's supposed to be like low 40s and I could not have these people freezing on my account. So I have decided to do indoor dining and I hope that's not a bad decision, but you know, it's these times when the numbers are low. And right now they're low. And BA2, you know, aka Omicron 2 is around the corner. So 
I you have to kind of take advantage of the time that we have that is relatively safe. I mean, I've come to that conclusion because we could be going through these like ebbs and flows, ups and downs of these variants for like two to two to three more years. And what am I going to do? Not do anything for two or three years like that? I'm really going to be losing valuable time. And so, you know, I'm going to take what I deem to be risk to do this indoor thing. But I also I mean, like, technically, I've been in office and that's I'm not keeping my mask on the whole time. So that's kind of indoor dining in and of itself. However, I do know everybody in my office is vaccinated. So that gives me a little bit of peace. And you know, when you're going to a restaurant, you don't know. But hopefully, you know, most of the patrons are. But you know, I, I've, I've got to do this. And, you know, I went to a wedding pre Delta or right at the beginning of Delta and everything was fine. I didn't get sick. So I've got to push myself a little, you know, and this is like, this is really hard. It's uh, for me, the transition of doing things, societal things is hard because I, I could just be alone and not see people and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much better at that than most people. Um, I'm good at like talking on the phone or whatever. But at some point, it's just that we have to like, take steps forward, as uncomfortable as it is in the times that are as safe as possible, right? So that's going to be a little bit of a challenge for me this upcoming week. And, you know, speaking of so- socialness and things like that, I've been thinking a little bit about I don't know, since I've been in survival mode, I think I have gone down to the bare bones of even people I talk to, because they're just there. I don't have a lot of energy or time. But like, I'm not talking to all of my good friends. You know, I talk to one pretty regularly. And that's really kind of about it. Everybody else is kind of sprinkles. So um, I do I feel like I'm losing connection with some of my best friends? You know, maybe a little. I, I think that I'm always the one to, I can't say that for sure, but for like, I would say 80% of the time, I'm the one to reach out and to stay connected. And I'm pretty good at keeping friendships that way. But I think with my survival mode of work and interviews and this, that, and the other, I just have like not done that. And with that, I don't feel as connected to some people as I normally would. And now it's catching up with me. Now that I have, now I'm starting to come down off of this, you know, crazy, busy, hectic life. I'm starting to notice like, oh, I didn't like, I didn't know that. Or like, I didn't know you went and did that. Or I didn't know you're planning on doing that. Like these big events in people's lives or whatever. And it's, I don't, is it bumming me out? Or am I okay with it? I'm not quite sure. But you know, when I was younger, I was, it was really, really important. And this is, you know, I guess through elementary to high school. I mean, this is like something that and maybe like college too, like something that really, 
that has always been a thing for me. And maybe it's kind of related to being an only child. But from when I was really, really young, I was kind of obsessed with having a best friend. And also having that person deem me as their best friend. That was always so important to me. And now, I mean, now I'm like, I'm 38. I would hope I wouldn't have that same obsession. I have a couple of best friends. I'll be honest. You know, it's like really hard for me to pinpoint one person as like my end all be all best friend. I think I, I have a lot of different friends. So they all give me something different. And, you know, maybe combined, like Captain Planet, all their powers combined, they would be my ultimate best friend. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have one best friend. And that's very, I guess I'm lucky and I'm privileged and all those things. But I don't know, it's still kind of, it's like, it's interesting, because when I really think about it, I would love to have like, one best friend. And yeah, there's like a hierarchy. And but at the same time, it's like, I guess the person that I would deem my best friend, I don't know if I mean, I think that I am a best friend of theirs. (laughs) This is such a weird topic. But, you know, and then there are people who would say that I'm their best friend and I'm like, they're not my best friend. (laughs) So it's just an interesting, (laughs) it's an interesting thing. I mean, I definitely am glad I don't feel so like desperate for it you know and I think also having being in relationships tempers that too like when I was in my very long-term arduous relationship of seven I don't know it was like seven plus years it was a lot of messiness in there too you know he was my best friend and he was very annoying (laughs) but at the end of the day like he was the one who I spend the most amount of time with and talk to about things and all this stuff. So even if he wasn't a great best friend, he was my best friend. And he thought I was his best friend, I think, or at least that's what he told me, you know. So I think that kind of substitutes that. But I don't know. I don't know if it's like a very it's it feels like a very female 80s, 90s thing. I don't know about these Gen Zers, how they view friendship at all. I mean, there's probably some newfangled way of you know, defining friendship. But I think it's a very female thing of just like, this is my best friend. I want my best friend. I'm hanging out with my best friend, at least how it was like, you know, when we were young. And that was very much the case for me. And I went through, you know, some different ones. Uh, But like my childhood best friend was always Nancy. And so that's, that's who I deem my best friend from childhood, for sure. She definitely has that for me. I don't know if I was that for her. I think maybe like her best friend was like Bridget or something. <laughs> but she was definitely my best friend. The whole point of bringing up this whole best friend conversation is that I do feel a little disconnected. And I think that has to do with the restrictions that I've put on myself. And I think for good reason, And, you know, I I did go out to dinner and we did it outside on Friday with some of my girlfriends who I haven't seen in, you know, it's been a couple of years. Although Meredith did get married. So I saw Meredith. So I've seen it's been less than a year since I've seen Meredith and 
Catherine and Nancy, actually. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because we all went to Meredith's wedding. I mean, obviously, Meredith went to Meredith's wedding. She was getting married. But um, her mar- her wedding was uh, July 2021. Uh, so we saw each other, but, it, you know, we would have seen each other much more frequently. But it's been almost a year, and it was grand and, like, Lovely just to have dinner with friends and, you know, joke and chat. And I just, I guess I didn't even realize like how much I missed those things. And now I'm just kind of like evaluating. (sighs) I'm evaluating my friendships and, and especially here's the thing. I, um, I feel, I feel myself like mentally fortifying my aloneness status. Okay. And let me get into that for a second. I've been always brought up with the idea that family is everything. And, you know, that's why my parents always bent over backwards to help people like when they needed to stay at our house and like, you know, cousins staying with us and taking care of them, helping with money, whatever. You know, they they were generous beyond their means and always generous. And they always just, you know, kind of implored to me that family came first. Now, with the passing of my mom, I have no relationship with most of my extended family because they've just, they're not worth it to me, frankly. And I, so now I don't have much family and I have my dad and, you know, that's not going to be forever. Like, let's just this is what this is. We know about life. Nobody lives forever. And also, like, nobody should live forever. There's nothing to live for after a certain point. Um, so, you know, once my dad goes, I'm not going to have any family. That's how I truly feel. Like, really, core in my heart. I don't have, I'm not going to have family. Hopefully, I do get married and I have a husband and he will be my family. But as far as blood is concerned, there's like two three cousins that I would keep in touch with. And that's about it. And even that it's not going to be like a daily thing, like, you know, whatever. It's not it's not what I had thought family was going to be like, especially as an only child. So I don't have I'm not going to have family. So then you think about your friends and you think about the family that you choose. And I love my friends. They've been really supportive and wonderful. And I I've really been lucky and I've kept good people in my life and I've I've whittled it down to the bare bones I feel but sometimes I don't even feel like that's an I mean it doesn't sometimes feel like enough or like if I'm not the one to reach out like I do l- lose some of the connection so I can feel myself retreating and then also kind of fortifying myself as being a loner in this world. And maybe that's just my defense mechanism of all the grief that I've gone through in these last this last year and really before, like dealing with all the health and stuff and um, also dealing with all like, you know, the ongoing health issues of my dad. I just view my life as alone. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's very, I'm at a very different place than I've ever been in my life and especially my adult life. So 
I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just being pessimistic or, you know, I don't know, the state of the world. The state of the world is diminishing the idea of community, really. So maybe this is also just uh, a byproduct of that, you know, a symptom of that, that I'm just like, well, I'm at the core, I'm alone, and I will die alone. (laughs) And friends are cool. But like, at the end of the day, everybody has their own life. And you just got to rely on yourself and look inward and be your own best friend. (laughs) And yeah, I think those those things are good in principle. But when you're starting to feel like you're on an, an island, you know, mentally. I don't know. I don't know what what that is. But that's I guess that's for me to talk with my therapist about. (laughs) Um, You know, I I don't have anything else for you. But you know, these are just kind of the things that I'm thinking about this week. And I don't know if you can relate, or you think I'm nut job. That's okay. And if I hope that you continue to listen, even if you think I'm a nut job. But um, until next time, I'll just say bye.